Just a heads up, this podcast will contain spoilers, tangents, and almost zero coherence. The third season of True Detective is an American anthology crime drama series created by Mick Pizzolatto. The story takes place in the Ozarks over three separate time periods as partner detectives investigate a macabre crime involving two missing children. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Honest Cops, a True Detective season 3 podcast with me, Josh. Me, Jack. What's up, fuckers? Jack's coming in sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) past my bedtime come on let's fucking do this yeah everyone better be appreciate this because jack is really struggling it's nearly here. 8 p.m he, on a weeknight he keeps walking every time i turn around he's getting closer to his the door of his bedroom yeah so what happened we had we had an episode five what was it called it was called if you have ghosts Ooh, sexy i have plenty of those of ghosts loads everywhere haunting me <laughs> so what did we have in this little little episode, what, um, kind of, what kind of stuff did we get? Well, I watched it five days ago, so I don't really remember. What did we have? You tell me, Mr. Man, with the plan. We had what I think generally the episode was a good way of kind of capping off what happened in 1980. Mm-hmm. So wrapping up, we had the... Stephen Dorff in the noughts. We had no- naughty Stephen Dorff. What's Dorfie. up? Which I, which he was cool. Better hairline than I was expecting as well. Not bad. He's just better, considering. Be- better in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we didn't start off how I expected because I thought it was going to be immediately the. We didn't get the explosion payoff. No, scene, no, did no, we, we no. didn't. Yeah, not I straight did, away. I did think of you when it didn't start with that. Were you upset? I wasn't. Up, I wasn't upset. I was just like, "Come on, oh, okay, what's yeah. the plan here?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it does start off. I mean, it's only a few scenes, isn't it? Yeah, with the investigation in the nineties, isn't it? Yes, begins. Yeah, yeah. So we have. Um, our kind of open is the 90s and they're cracking on with the footage from the supermarket. And they're still not 100% sold on it being her or not. No, they're, mm-hmm. uh, that's more due diligence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. everyone apart from Ali, our hero, buzzing. who yeah. um, who really does a good job of um, supporting uh, 1990 sober Scoot McNary. Yeah. Shoving it in his face. Tell me, is, is this this, this her? is your daughter, isn't it? He's like, what are you talking about? She's alive. Yes, look at her. She's <laughs> this is your daughter right now. Look at the print out. Tell me, yeah. Stephen Dorff wasn't thrilled with him there, was he at all? No, understandably so. Yeah, by all means. definitely. I felt like, um, yeah, I I felt like that was a very awkward moment because you're like, oh no, don't be doing this. Oh, and we also found out in that first collection of scenes in the nineties that cousin O'Brien. Was the cousin's name? He yep. did eight months in prison, yo. He did. He a bad boy. But he's not a nice boy. I don't think we knew that before, did we? No. The eight months in prison. We don't know what for. Not that I remember. No. They might. No, have, they might have... like. Yeah, it wasn't anything that's like linked to kidnapping children. No. Yeah. What was he arrested for? Kidnapping uh, his his <laughs> other his <laughs> other sister's kids. <laughs> That'd have been great. Just like they just completely skirt over it. Just back, bottom of the pile. No news there. I feel like they would have in this. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're not doing a fantastic job. Yeah, they're not very good at investigating. Like the, no. As much as I still think everyone might be quite harsh on themselves up until this point, like 
They're not very good. No, they're not. They're not very good at this at all. I think they mention at some point in the episode that Marashree's got a really poor conviction rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like this is the one that got away. It's like, no, this is one of many that got away. Yeah, definitely maybe the best thing that ever happened to Stephen Dorff is Marash Ali fucking off somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we had, um, and then that episode teased a bit of what I thought was going to be a slow, like, um, retelling of the shootout. Mm Because it's like, we put it all on Woodard, who I don't think we, I don't really remember his name being used, but I think I do remember it in like episode two or three. The Native American guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that name down later on in the episode and was like, oh wait, that's him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. then once I heard it a few yeah. times, I do think I remember it. Yeah. From the right, dads. Yeah. Because I was going to say something. So I was going to jump ahead a little bit, but we do have the shootout with the big old shootout. We Steven do. Steven Dorff's limp is from gunshot, not from explosion fallout. Yes. Which is fun. And then we got a lot of dead people. Yeah, that was cool. A lot of dead cool. cops, a lot of dead dads, a lot of dead. Yeah, that was... Um, what did you think of that scene? I liked it. It was fun. And I liked um, Marash Ali's part in it and why that would have messed him up and how he wasn't thrilled with it. Because again, yeah. I think obviously we knew they were linked from the war and all of that, but I felt like this really sort of hammered home a relationship or like a brotherness yes. between them, which was quite nice. Yeah, you know, they, they kind of um, fell into these, like, weird roles. I, don't, I think Marash Ali wasn't as into it as the other guy. No, no, no. But he clearly wasn't thrilled about the whole situation. And he wasn't like... Like, there was no bloodthirst. No, no, not at all. There was no bloodlust. Can't wait to shoot this guy. He definitely wanted to avoid it if he could. Yeah. But um, I, I thought it was I thought it was really well done for what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to drag it out a bit more. But it, it was over quite quick. Yeah, it does what it says on the tin of a shootout scene, wasn't it? It was very much like, that was it. Lots of people dead. Yeah. Here we go. I think it was probably quite a realistic um, depiction of yeah, as far what as has happened. Yeah, as know, yeah. If, if you get 15 people with guns and tell them to run around a house firing. Like, yeah. it's going to be over pretty quickly. Yeah, because even the standoff bit with... Marashi Ali and him wasn't like it wasn't egged out and like there was loads of pacing towards each other or slow no. motion nonsense it was just like two minutes tops if that if probably that, not yeah. even that of like trying to reason with him became quite clear I wasn't going to be able to and then popped him hard and popped him motherfucker the um I like the I like the like when they were just actually just running around being shot there was never like weird like close up like look at all the money we spent on this makeup. Yeah. Like it was all very much, there's one shot, there's a really cool shot of um, one of the like federal guys get shot in the head. Yeah. And it's just like, oh shit, that happened. Yeah, and it's it was, not like a close up or anything. It was quite Yeah, it was a cool bit of see. like, um, it was a bit of like, not that these people aren't important, but it really didn't treat any deaths as any sort of like, there was no romance to any of it. No. It was very much like, no, they're all fucked now. Yeah. They're dead. Even, even Woodard, our Native American man, he was just... I mean, the build-up to him getting shot was a bit longer, where he kind of turns into Vietnam. But even by ride. the standards of how relatively prominent he's been in the show, it was pretty low-key. Yeah, it was. It like was. a send-off. Yeah. It was pretty... What's the word I'm looking for? Unceremonious. It was, yeah. That's a really good term. Mm. Um, and it turns out it was... Uh, potentially... Mm. What happened to, um, to, our, to our kids? Yes. Is or that... so the record states. Yes, yes, because then we cut to Nine. press conference. Yes, with Scoot, Scoot, and the kids. Yeah, Native American man's children. What was his name? Woodard. Woodard. Yeah. Woodard. 
And then you we find out that Brett Woodard is that his name? Checked the notes. Good man. Fuck yeah. Good man. So yeah, we get the uh, we get to find out that the wrongful conviction wasn't one of like the teenagers, which I thought the whole time. Mm. They pinned it all on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just thrown in with everything. And then we do see other scenes later in the episode, sort of working out quite what was linking him to everything. Yes. What was in inverted commas linking him to it for now. For now. But yeah, I do also realise I had Brett Whittard question mark, Brett Woodard exclamation mark. Nice. Yeah, there we go. Good, good, good. I wasn't sure at the first time. Investigative journalism (laughs) here. And we get a little bit of the um, the shitty white kid who pissed his pants. Yep, who still is a bit of a shithead, but kind of understandably so. Just a, like... His his anger is like, we get it. It is placed. It's not misplaced. It's not well-placed, no. but it's placed. No, as in, I think we'd all like in a scenario where we'd been put in that situation and didn't actually have anything to do with it. So we assume at least. you would You would understand as much as he didn't do his best way of not getting accused in the first place, yeah. by all means. But I got it. I understood where he's coming from. And He's upset, though, isn't he? He is upset. He's not happy. And I thought it was quite a good... Um, you never really get that perspective in TV shows. You know when, like, if someone's innocent but they're a bit of a jerk-off, they mm. kind of get bullied around and then they get ignored when they're found free. Yeah, and yeah. this guy was like... It really got perspective, like... Yeah, Marshall in context, now that it's like it was just a kid, it's like, it was a really big piece of shit to a 16-year-old. Yeah, he made a 16-year-old piss himself and kept threatening him with getting raped. Yeah. Yeah. Which, once again, we can't go an episode without the thought of, without the visceral mention of yeah. prison rape. Yeah. He really does go into detail about that. So I thought that was quite cool. And then Marshall is just like, these fucking kids. Yeah. They don't yeah, know what for. he doesn't care at all. And even Stephen Dorff like, yeah, I mean... It wasn't great what we did, but, you know. Yeah. We kind of do it anyway. And he's like, yeah, he's fucking... When I was his age, I was in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marash Ali is definitely not, like, a good guy. No. Yeah, he's like... he's. But I guess he's a real guy, isn't he? Oh, that, he's, exactly. He's a real guy. He's a real man. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he's, he's, like... There are no, like, shining white beacons of hope in this show. No. Everyone's very much, like... Not necessarily realistic portrayal, but everyone very much has flaws and positives and it's very difficult to like pick out. Like, I definitely don't think we've had really a villain of the show. No, which is weird. Yeah. Which I can't remember in season one if we necessarily had a vision, a vision, a A vision of a villain, a vision of a villain um, by this stage. But it is is surprising to me that there isn't really because even like. It's made so clear to us so quickly that Brett Woodard isn't probably the guy who actually did it. No. Like, there's no... They, they don't even, like, let that sit for maybe 20 minutes that maybe he did it. They're just very much like, no, he didn't do it. Like, it, the TV show leads you down that path of he probably didn't do it. This yeah. is fishy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't want us to have our moment of, like... Our moment of clarity. Yeah. To then be told later at the end, like... We didn't catch them all. It's yeah, very yeah, much yeah. like we're we're following a story of people who failed to do at very different points to mm-hmm. to to bring justice around, and that's really what the story is at this point. Especially by the end of the episode, it is very much on the hunt for justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is quite weirdly typical. I didn't think it would go down this route at no. all. It's really kind of circled back on itself. Yeah, 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 in no, a good I, way. As in, even I think. I'll have to refer to the notes, but even as we get to the end of this episode, I'm 
still completely none the wiser of where we're heading really at this stage. No. Like who's going to end up having killed people, what has really kicked off, all of that sort of stuff, still completely none the wiser. No, not at all. Um, Stephen Dorff quit smoking. He did. Wasn't thrilled about rolling down windows when Rash Rally lights up. Again, wouldn't have thought it. You picked one of them at the beginning of the series. Who's going to quit smoking? You wouldn't have picked Dorf. Not at all. We do find out that there were unknown prints on the toys in the woods. Yes. Whom's could they bees? Probably. The murderers. Probably the murderers, yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my inside tip, everyone. Put your money down. Who's all probably seen the finale by the time you listen to this? Hope it was good. I hope we were right about everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even the stuff that doesn't make sense. I hope it all kind of tied up together so we look really smart. Yeah, well, I think isn't at this point still our only real bet is that the wife, well, I was like the wife is going to do it off the bat. Isn't that really our only shot? Because there's nothing else to go off anyway, is there? Not that she did it, but she definitely did. What, as in We haven't actually had like a prediction, have we? No, because we don't know who's there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's impossible to, apart from the fact she definitely did it. Well, we've still got two other people, the, the black the black man and the white woman in the nice car. Oh, fuck, yeah. They weren't mentioned this No, this they week, weren't, were they? Which is interesting. because Shucksville. Because it didn't actually come up because they never went back. They never talked about stuff they didn't really uh, do actually detective work on. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then we have potentially the worst dinner scene, most uncomfortable dinner scene. Yes. There ever has been. Do you want to give your thoughts? I do. They are a pain in the ass yeah, to watch the when they're on the screen worst, together, aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah. Like, I know at this, like, it was a it was a good scene. I um I felt we had a good way to compare them to other people. You know, we have Stephen Dorff and his mm-hmm. partner. I don't think they're married in this. No, they, they'd had their two year break. Yes, in between. Yeah, yeah. So back so happily together because because Marash Ali brings up when's question going to be popped or when's the special day something like yeah, that yeah 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 Stephen Dorff is like the fuck bro shut up that's direct right dialogue here. I'm pretty sure and uh, but it was um, it was them two being awkward but not like Amelia and oh yeah it's a it's a couple's dinner date yep and we don't have the awkwardness of their first dinner together on their first date this one is God, very I wish we had that fuck me yeah this is just not nice but in a but like it was it served a purpose this time you can really yeah. tell that these guys are so they're not passive aggressive because they just clearly don't deal with it until it all comes out yep and so we have being a part of that sort of a couple dynamic is my idea of like i'd probably just walk into traffic yeah oh and just everything about it is the worst i'm like oh for fuck's sake why it's a living hell isn't yeah, it? yeah it's the worst and then we have them to kind of they're not they're arguing we're a week before the book release yes and shouldn't bring a gift that flatters the guest good good line yeah i liked that line never even thought of that for once i need to stop bringing my books to all the dinner parties (laughs) i go to here's a link to my podcast thanks for having me here's a cd (laughs) i've got a usb but i was gonna burn it on (laughs) i broke your computer (laughs) Do you have any CDRs? <laughs> so, yeah, so we're getting this uh, mega conflict. Mega co- 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 conflict, flick, flick, flicked. Oh, Josh dropped his notes. Shit, saved him. Saved him. <whistles> Good thing I'm 
shouldn't do this in the bath because they get all wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get electrocuted one of these days. Oh, but it's the best acoustics. Top, top and tail in. We should do <laughs> side by side. <laughs> Save space. Use one mic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I suppose on his splishing and splashing. <laughs> My rubber duckies. <laughs> so, um, oh, we, we did get to meet Amelia Hayes' mum. Yeah, we did. For the whole did. of 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. She's got more character event than just being a horrible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was birthed. Yeah. So that's good to know. Yeah. And then I believe we cut to, not modern day, 2015, Marashir mm-hmm. Ali. We find out he's never actually read the book. No, because he, me- he mentions like, oh, I never really read it, but I was always on the assumption that he was just like... Was being a knob. Was, yeah, was just yeah. being like, uh, I never really read it. Yeah, but yeah. No, he actually never read it. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally, he'd just never bothered to read the thing. And we get some evidence, yeah, of yeah, um, yeah. of him thinking that uh, the mother of Scoot Neri's wife wrote that original ransom note from episode two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of what she says to Amelia. And do you know, I didn't pick up on that because we've already heard that conversation happen. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. No, no, not so at all. So I thought that was quite good because yeah, it's yeah. quite a common phrase, but obviously, makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't necessarily agree with his theory. No, no, no. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun little. Again, it was like I feel like actual clues have been so thin on the ground. Yeah, that it's fun to get like a something to latch on to. We we get two people joining the dots. For now, we just have a bunch of things that happened, and yeah. everyone's like, they're all related. We just don't know how. Yeah, and or it is why. just as the viewer, you are just sat there going, with only eight episodes, everything must mean something. But by proxy, some of it isn't going to, and just yeah. trying to trawl through the weeds and working out what's what which i'm which i'm which i'm, I'm pretty we're down all here with. for it we're all fucking watching the yeah thing, yeah aren't we? here we are episode five what was it called if you have ghosts there we are. i don't know if there's a question mark on it interesting if you have ghosts if you have ghosts if you have ghosts if you have ghosts <laughs> if we have ghosts will you have ghosts <laughs> with me when will you have ghosts and then we have our post-dinner fight. Yep. And actually... Don't we also clock as well back in 2015 that he might... It's either him crazy or there is someone outside his house. Oh, yes, car. of course. Yeah. We get the weird car that is perfectly suspect while also potentially just being someone's car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like tinted windows. Could be anything. Yeah, we didn't mention he it last week. He reacts to it. Yeah. Again. He's a bit paranoid. Yeah, yeah. We don't know if that's going to be anything, but I reckon still it's, there again. I reckon so. it's the sun. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Like keeping an eye on him, but also being like, listen, dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been watching I, you. I asked around. They don't like us, me asking around. Like, <laughs> so I'm not saying you're going to get killed, but I'm going to keep an eye on you so you don't go out at 2, 2 a.m. with a fucking assault rifle. Yeah. yeah. Or that no one else is also watching you. <laughs> So yeah, then do we have the fight then? We have, yeah. Well, you have their their fight a and tete-a-tete. and it's another one where they're just actually no. Marshalie does his best to actually have a fight, and she does her best at not actually trying to talk him down. Yeah, they they have poor communication skills though across but the board for he, me. I think he wins this. I've one. I've got a couple podcasts that they could do with listening to. Really, to be honest, it's a bit late now. Well, yeah, wouldn't have existed then. One of them's dead now, and you know, potentially both dead by twenty nineteen. I'd, I'd 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 put money on it. Hazard a guess. Hazard a guess. Um, yeah, and she she. 
Oh yeah, so it comes off when she was like, "Oh, my ex-husband's a cop trying to flirt with the detective a few episodes ago." Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, which I never picked up on the ex-husband bit at the time. I thought she said my husband. Yeah, because no, I'm she, a divvy wivy dingle dong. No, she did say ex, but it yeah. was it was it was a line that wasn't really wasn't really. Uh, she didn't say my ex, and then like ripped off her undies and no. threw them in his face. No, it was it was just more conversational. But um, she's like. She says, oh, you're so happy now that you're running around doing your own thing. And I was like, his no, job. no, his job. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. that was well out of order. Well, yeah. he should have called her up on that immediately. Yeah. Cause Cause I did enjoy the bit where like she brings up like parts of the evidence and she's like, why haven't you told me? And he's like, you state police. <laughs> like, yeah. cause it was just like, it, it is like, I almost feel like whether we'll get it or not, I don't know. But the whole dynamic of like, she expects him to feed information while surely yeah. knowing that that would be illegal. Is weird. Yeah, she like she expects it yeah. as if they're in this together. Because he would get in trouble for that. If that was obviously leaked by him and it was in a book, they'd be like, dude, what are you doing? This is an open case. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, can't yeah. do that. And yet she's like, I can't work out whether he did start doing that in the first place and that's how it started and all of that and now that's why she's annoyed or if she's just completely unreasonable. Well, you imagine he probably did in the early days Well, because he would have been snowballed into... He would have been allowed to because the case was closed. Yeah. So she, she, she had every reason to write her book, but now she's invested in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I imagine if they didn't know without the fingerprints, they probably didn't know the case needed to be open in the first place. Yeah. With the, yeah, with the door. Yeah, yeah. So now she's like, oh, no, we're back on the case. He's like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. I am. And even then, I am not as smart as I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we see Amelia getting on a high horse a bit and trotting along. Trotting along. Um, Hayes does get to say, I think you're a tourist and a voyeur. And it's like, finally, he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually giving an opinion without just saying mean things at each other. Yeah. Which, yeah, progress, gang. That's what we like to see. Although we do get a nice scene afterwards because it's immediately after the shooting. When they're in the hospital. Wait, wait, are we going nice for that scene? No, as in it showed her... Caring. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. showed her like almost Unusual for once. Unusual level of care. Not being funny. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because uh, there's a lot about this that I want to unpack. Do you, oh, yeah? Yeah. Ju- just because obviously we've got the caring. I don't know how much you want to spend of time in them in the hospital. Oh yeah! Do you know? I just saw when I, was, I, I didn't realize they're back-to-back scenes. Yeah, this there is this is all this all meshes. Mm-hmm. This is all one note for me because I just couldn't stop. I had to rewind and watch this scene twice because I was I just bet like, you did. "Matt, because I'm a dirty perv dirty and because um, I'm a mucky puppy." Um, but uh, like, just I'd like if you want to talk any more about the hospital scene, speak now. Forever hold your peace. You good? It just showed that Marshall Lee is just like a normal person who reacted well. He wasn't, he was, but also very, that's it. so in the hospital, Marshali is like, Stephen Dorff is my bud. I just killed someone and Jack is going to burst. So you crack on my boy. Everything about what happens post hospital just says a lot to me about them as people, their relationship. This is, if you were to show why these people are weird and why this relationship is probably rubbish, but why also maybe they belong together. Just, I imagine this is the first time they bonk. Yeah, I think so. Just everything about it. I was just like, yeah, of course. Of course, this is the first time you bonk. And this is why and how. 
just a weird staring at each other from across the room. He's got blood on him. Yeah, he's got. He's She's got, gonna he's try got blood and like, on his clean shirt him still. up a bit, or like give him a spare shirt or whatever it is. I can't remember that bit because who cares? But and then they just start unclothing and like while staring like scarily at each other. Yeah. Both look afraid of this situation. Not a smile, I don't think. No, no one's happy. It doesn't look like anyone's happy about this. It's all weirdly clinical. Like they're robots. This is now like recharge time and they link up and it was just, oh, I've got the note that says, says a lot. It does say a lot. I got a different interpretation. Oh, of course you did. Go on. True love, was it, Josh? No, 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 not at all. It was very much like, um, I thought it was the opposite of robots. They're like, finally, we get to like express ourselves, but we're both so emotionally stinted that the only way you can do it is when we are impacted by like, he's basically traumatized. Yeah. And was like, uh, I just want to bang you. Yeah. So he's Wally at the end of Wally. Yes. Yeah. Robot. I do assume that Wally and Eva. Yeah. Have robot Ava. sex at the end. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's an Easter egg in the Blu-ray. Yeah. No, this scene for me was just, just all kinds of weird. I felt uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. These are just two weirdies. They belong together. This is, that is another scene, prime example for me. If you cast two, like, less attractive people in that role, you have a whole different interpretation you of them really as characters. Do. Like, they're both gorgeous-looking people. So yeah. you're kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a bit, like, dark oh, it's a bit and se- it's mysterious a bit, yeah. and steamy. But instead, if you put, like, fuck it, I don't know, insert two people here who aren't as good-looking as them, you're a bit like, oh, they're weird. These two are weirdos. Do you know what I was thinking of? And, like... These people are both very attractive, but um, you know, in Sharp Objects, when oh yeah, yeah, a- Amy Adams and him, yeah, like yeah, when, yeah, you know, yeah. when they're in the woods, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's like yeah, obviously, it's like, Sharp Objects is a bit darker, but at the same time, it's like this is like everyone's just to a be... bit nastier in that show, aren't they? So like anything that does happen, you're a bit like oh, oh yeah, this is sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it reminded me of that, just like. No, you're ruining... You're not making love. Yeah. Well, and, and I do think, um, just to go on a quick side alley of that, is that like, I do think a show like Sharp Objects only really happens because of True Detective Season 1. I, do you know what? I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we have a show with that cast and all of that no. without True Detective Season 1 being like how it was and all of that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. That's not this podcast. So, we are now about halfway through the show. Mm. And this is the thing with this episode. It's given us a lot of um, finishing touches. It's given us little bits that are just like, we're putting this to bed without being hugely uh, revelatory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we do find out from now is basically what we could have assumed in the first place. It's not meant to be a surprise, really, for the audience. It's, mm-hmm. part, of, it's part of the narrative. That's, I think it's why it's bang in the middle. Right. Of the evidence that they find yes. in Widar's okay, house. Good. Yeah, yeah. And we find... Uh, Lucy Purcell's jumper. We also, we, I, I believe you've just slightly skirted over the fact the prints are missing from the evidence. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did miss that. Yeah, the fingerprints are missing. Oh, that's what he's looking for, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. They, they're gone. They're gonzo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've been checked out. No one knows why. And records of checking stuff out has only existed for like three or four years at the time. But yeah, that was Convenient. about it from that scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, so 
that's I guess that's why this makes it a bit more. That's why he's. Uh, that's why he's so skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So at the time, at the time. Mm, tell me. No, this was at the. Paint me a picture, with words. Am I incorrect in saying that? It's in ni- it is in 1990 where he reviews the backpack and the. He sees the picture, doesn't yes, he? Yes, of course it is. Yes, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. He's yeah. looking at the pictures and then it cuts back, which I think is actually I I, I did actually um remember this watching it and feel like it was one of like it was one of the most at least it was one of the times it most stood out where I believe it went like shot for shot back to back between eras. I think it did while yeah. it was telling a cohesive story. Yes, it did. It and I don't believe that if it had happened, it wasn't quite as prominent as this, from what I can remember anyway. No, I because I, I was, was just like. Oh wow, we're in the nineties hearing this conversation while cutting back to the initial scene of the crime yes. and finding the bag, which I don't think they touched on anything like that before this. No, they definitely haven't because I I didn't make a note, but I do remember like I've I've mm. put in like a little squiggle on my page like this is odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a weird way to do it because it's yeah. not a flashback. No. That's the thing. It's it's a completely different scene. I feel like we've seen in this whole series. Yes. Because obviously flashbacks don't work when a narrative exists yeah. in the period you're flashing back yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. I found it a bit jarring, but to be honest, I didn't want a very long, tedious two scenes of then going like, I don't think this. I yeah, think this evidence uh, was planted yeah, because because yeah. it's pretty self-explanatory. Like it's not meant to be a surprise to us. Yeah, in yeah, any yeah, sense, yeah. it's yeah. it's about looking at them, looking at Marshali's gears emotion yeah which as opposed I do th- to actually learning about the evidence i do think creatively though it's, it was an interesting choice because it isn't a scene style they've really picked up on before or used to tell a story no and i think they very could have easily shown them finding the backpack earlier on in the episode and then later on in the episode we have that scene with him in the pictures and then you have the oh moment yeah no it, yeah. it's planted and they decided not to for a clearly specific reason, which I do think is interesting because that isn't how they've told the story up until now. No, and I, th- I think it worked well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I, I do agree with you, though, in the jarring sense that I was a bit like, wait, wait, what? What yeah. are we doing here? What, what era are we in? I'm confused. Because it hadn't been something they were using. When you go to a new uh, time, you do kind of get, you do kind of have to nestle yourself back into what's actually feeling in that moment there's a little moment isn't there mentally where you're like cool we're here now i have to remember what these guys know and don't know yeah 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 um but yeah so they find a jumper and a backpack and the the giveaway is that will's backpack is immaculately clean underneath the literal war zone that was uh yeah. woodard's house yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there was also a lot of ashes and whatnot which i didn't know if that was to loot anything further being in there but there was just a lot of debris oh yeah Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but which uh, I don't know if at the time that was insinuated as a body. I don't believe it's touched on. I don't think it was. No, no. I, I think. Then no. how does he get pinned for her murder? And well, there's there's enough evidence that the boys killed. Yeah, yeah and yeah. also he killed a federal agent, so they can pin anything on him. True, that's a very good point. That's what I wrote. as like, and he is dead. And he is dead. So he can't attest to otherwise. Um, although. I did like the scene when it, when this happened and they kind of talk about it. I did think like very convenient though, very convenient that there's a massive like militia yeah fight broke out yeah yeah and it didn't I didn't I did feel a little bit cheated mm-hmm. 
because it all was very convenient, but not in like a way that like you felt the characters, you felt the show earned that convenience. You know, it wasn't like you're watching someone smart work it out. Mm-hmm. It was very much like someone did this. Yeah, yeah. Although at two, it's um, to the show's credit, it doesn't say, it doesn't really imply yet who put the stuff there. It, it doesn't be... have a straight from the top moment, which no. I was expecting. I was expecting. Me too. Like, Me too. it's the Attorney General sort of a thing, but then you sort of forget what show you're watching when you start thinking like that. Yeah. And yeah, and it was just like, someone's done it. So anyone could have put this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could have just been someone sneaking in overnight. That could have been someone on the yeah. scene of the crime. It could have been anything. And I did think that was good. And then I believe, post that scene, we get to my favourite scene. So yeah, so in this section, we had, um, we got past all the getting what happened uh, from the last episode out the way, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had a lot of different scenes gone that each served a purpose, which I was grateful for, to be honest, because yeah. I, w- I really worried that it would, you know, have the cool action bit at the beginning and mm-hmm. then reward us with some long, slow scenes. And even the slow dinner scene didn't drag. No, no, that, 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 it, there was no part of me that he was just uncomfortable to watch. There was no part of me that's like, we've been here forever, stop now. Yeah. yeah. I felt like some, the bits with the non-flashbacks was a bit quick. Yeah. The pacing was a bit too quick for me because I did want to, it is nice to sit on a moment for a bit. I think for this sort of a show, this was like breakneck speed almost at times. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't, well, wasn't much chewing fat at all. I think that's literally what I've got. I said, uh, cool insights but not a ton of fat to chew. Definitely a pacing bit too quick. Look at that. Yeah, see, because I quite like that personally. I quite enjoyed with three episodes to go after this episode. I yes. was like, we can't really be fucking around here, gang. There no, ain't no season true. two of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, it so far, it's been a lot more succinct in telling us what they want. Yeah. And now we have what we've all been waiting for. Bam, chicka, wow, wow. Did you know the moment that scene started what it was? I did. I did straight. I I was like, I know exactly where we are and who we're with. The moment, the coffee and the whiskey. Oh, it was good. I was like, I know where we are. And I was very happy to be right. Dwarf in 2015, bitch. And you know what? I've, so I, I wrote, I started writing notes and then I realized it was going to be a long scene. So I was like, let me just watch it. Yeah. And then think about it afterwards. I did it because the note I've just got is knew it many dogs. I've written... West question mark and the next thing Rose is instantly cool yeah because yeah, he yeah. is yeah yeah still looking out for the little guy yeah with his little doggy he 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 rescues dogs interesting food choice I'd never thought of raw eggs and chow yeah he puts an egg in oh, dude protein yeah as in I mean interesting is not interesting the dogs probably like it for the texture yeah yeah there's a lot of slop going on in that and slop and chew and dogs that's that's what dogs live <laughs> name for name of my memoirs <laughs> Through the gates, the slop and chew story. <laughs> and it's been 24 years since they last seen each other. 24 years. And we did get a good good dwarfism d- with um, looking good purple. But who's the old man oh, with you? Oh, that was good. I yeah. did enjoy that zing. When that you one s- got me. And when you see that, you realise that like, because he, he chats to his dogs a bit and that's quite funny. Like yeah, he yeah. has a little, um, I yeah. don't know what those, what those tiny dogs are. It's like a little terrier oh, mate, type yeah, thing, but they're like person, tiny, yeah. but yeah. he's just like very cute to it. And he's yeah, like talking yeah, yeah. back to it, but not in like a man. Are you lonely? It's just like, nah, I'm just funny. Yeah. These are just his dogs and he's yeah. just chatting to him. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. There's no part of me that was worried about Stephen Dorff in this scene. Yeah. 
and so we have um yeah we, we get quite a lot we get the whole scene is him coming to the house and being introduced isn't it yep yeah yeah we get a lot going on we get a little bit with the son and Stephen Dorff sort of the son explaining quite where Marash Ali's head's at or yeah. lack of where it's at um we find out yeah as you said 24 years since they've seen each other and there's not mentioned outright but there's a reason there's a reason they haven't spoken and the fact that he probably won't remember that yep yep and yeah, then, yeah. but then steve this is why steven Dorse's character is so good because he says he's talking to marshall's son mm-hmm. and he says does he even know why i'm pissed anymore or does like to that to that extent he's like no he's like shit Maybe I don't either. And it's just like, could you stop being just like a genuine bloke? Yeah, because the worst thing is that that is as well, in terms of Stephen Dorff being such a chap, is that I can't believe Marashali probably would care if even if even if he did remember. I just still think he'd be like, come on, we've got stuff to do. Yeah. Stephen Dorff's like, dude, just stop being a dick yeah. <laughs> all the time. You're unbearable. I feel like, I almost feel like you need Marashali to have dementia slash Alzheimer's. I'm not really sure which one it is. Um at this stage because he would be so unbearable if yeah. he remembered because oh, yeah, I still yeah. think he'd just be a prick. So you almost need the fragility of him to have any sympathy. And we get a lot of that in our closing yeah. scene. But Yeah, um, yeah, we've got a little bit to get through before that. Stop it. So Jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. I'm pulling the gun out. Hey. I'm taking it off your hands, Jack. We're on the roof. This is, this is uh, the intro to... Um, Lethal Weapon, and you're the guy from Scrubs. Right. So you know a Lethal Weapon? He jumps no. off the building. Never seen it. Oh, you know um, the guy who, the uh, Dr. Kelso's like assistant lawyer type dude? Right, yeah, Ted. Ted, he's in Lethal Weapon. He's going to jump off a building. And then like, it's so dumb because they jump off and then they look down and they've already got a crash mat out, but they're in like four stories up. So you definitely see them assembling it and blowing it up. Wicked. But it's cute. Poor Mel Gibson was not a... Nice person to bring up. Keep an eye on your feeds for our Lethal Weapon podcast next week. Keep With Ted from Scrubs. <laughs> Featuring. <laughs> but we go back to uh, straight away. We're following a scene that we saw earlier. Roughly, maybe a few hours of... Scoop McNizzles. Scoop McNizzles and his house of... Sadness. I was going to say tragedy. Oh, there we go, yeah. He's being questioned. Sort of in a, in a, we, we, cause we find out before that she's called. Yes. We find out Julie's called. We do know this already. And they're, they're very tense. Yeah. Which they're uh, very, they, you're already, there's, there's a vibe in the room. There's a really you're horrible vibe. You're a bit like, oh, okay, we're in here. Buckle up. We're in for something good. And yeah, we do get the phone call from Julie, the, the voicemail. It was, yeah, it wasn't yeah. an actual phone call while he was lit. They weren't talking. It was no, the it voicemail, was, and it was an intense it, voicemail. Yeah. There was a lot of man pretending to be my father, which that could be fucking anything, couldn't it? Yeah, that was... I have no idea what that means. Pod people are in this show now, perhaps. Maybe it is aliens after all. Maybe refresh it. It'd be like Silent Hill. Uh, could you imagine if it did all turn out? One, I feel like one of these seasons, they would have to do that. They it, gonna, was, it was paranormal or aliens well, all along. Isn't, that's what happened in American Horror Story. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I was weird, but um, yeah. So we get, we we basically ha- it's in an interrogation room. So already, and 
uh, Ali and... Yeah, he's uh, not being treated quite as the sympathetic, sad dad that he has been up until now. No, nor are they being aggressive. They're very no. much like putting him in the room and letting him do all the work. Yeah, if he's going to hang himself, they're going to let him. Yeah. Even even Stephen Dorff, who probably against his better judgment, isn't chuffed about the situation, but even he's folded to the idea that we can't treat him completely innocently no. at this stage. Which is good, because I... Yeah, this this scene was was handled really well, really yeah. really tense, but not. Again, we didn't for the stick on it too it. long. We did. There was no. no. There was no like. E- there wasn't too much like post hearing the voicemail in terms of like finding out how they reacted to it. Yeah. As, or anything. It was very much just like there it was, slap in the face. We're out. Yeah, and so the implications from the call are either that the implications aren't very much like that he did anything. Yeah. By the, by the time you get to the end of the voicemail. But when it starts, it's very much like, oh, well, what it, happened to her? It did it did give me cult vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Big yeah, cult yeah. vibes of, like, she's been... That, that whole brainwashing, like, for whatever reason, that was never her father. Yes. Whatever, whatever spiel she's been chewing she, ever since. She calls herself the princess from the pink rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. looking for her brother, Will. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of odd bods. Yeah, because we do get someone, someone had met her or something earlier on. Yeah, it was, we, it was, it was yeah, a short it scene. Can't remember how anything. that happened. Yeah, yeah, it was someone had given some information somewhere along the lines of meeting what was probably her. Yeah, Julie. But also, I just, I just, you know, I just think about it now. When you speak to the guy earlier, it basically mm-hmm. just says, "Do you know this girl? Yeah, was her name? Uh, she had a weird name. She's a bit weird. Yeah, talked about her missing brother yeah. and everything and." At what point, if you're her mate, it's like, where are you from? This weird town. Oh, is that the town where the girl went missing? And, yeah, yeah. Like the brother died. The yeah. only thing that's ever happened in that town. Cool. And where's your brother? Oh, he's missing. Oh, cool. He's not dead. No, no, no. He's missing. So, well, here, do. Drop you off here then. Yeah, bye. Don't think of that again. <laughs> Nothing important in that conversation. What a nice girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope she finds her brother. So, um, that's what we learn. And... I don't know when we get to the end of the scene. Obviously, they've listened to it already. Yeah. You assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you don't know if their intention is to let it play out and, like, like you said, let him hang himself. Yeah. Or if they're trying to be completely unemotional towards it. I think I I do think there was probably leaning towards more than that. They were just like, we don't want to set him up for anything either way here. No. But they definitely. I think the fact of the setting. I think it could have been a softer setting if they weren't at least partly now looking at him in a different light. Exactly. They yeah. they could have had it in like a nice sort of waiting room or something like yeah, that. It was have, the interrogation in... room with people behind the window for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think everyone wanted to make sure there wasn't something to pick up on here. Definitely. And it did it did a really good job of making um oh Scoot Maneri did some more really good acting. He he just every time he's in a scene yeah, I'm just like you're very, very good. Yeah, he really and I don't, is. I've never seen the main thing. If I have, I didn't know. Batman versus Superman, yo. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, missing mm. out. But um, but yeah, he's he's very good, and I do think he he is the perfect. I don't know if it's aesthetics or a little bit of that, and his acting skills, or just the acting skills. But there is always just a vibe with him that I'm always just like. Oh, do I trust him? Yeah. Even whenever I felt sad for him, and there have been moments where I have really felt bad for his character, there's always just a vibe with him. 
in this show where I'm always just a bit like, oh, is he a bit slimy though? I know exactly what you mean. Is there something there? He's he seems to be getting slimier. Yeah. Well, and the moment he's got his back up, even a smidge, he isn't a good. He isn't like the best he can be. No. He doesn't react well in those situations. No, no, not at all. Like we've seen it with the like race comments towards Marsha Ali's character. Yeah. Not that he was there at the time, but and like. He very much sort of can dig his own grave quite quickly the yeah. moment times get tough. Yeah. He's downstairs. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I felt he couldn't have reacted any other way. No. Otherwise, it would, one, be a boring piece of TV. Yeah. And also, you know, how does one, you know, you can't, it's a Pandora's box to see how a person would react to that situation. Yeah, yeah. And the way it all came about and the way, like, them two didn't really say anything. They asked, like, a few pretty, like, cursory questions that yeah. could have been, like, do you know anything about this or something to that effect? I didn't really pay attention to that bit. Mm-hmm. Because he's very much just, like, what is going on? Yeah. This is my daughter. But what's going on? Like, I'm lost. Yeah. And he says yeah, it yeah. in fewer words than I just said. Yeah, yeah. So just really well done. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Then we cut We cut back to our favourite boys, well yeah. and Marasha Ali. <laughs> and his son. Yeah. Now he is one of our favourite boys. Yeah, yeah. Um but I'm gonna pause it here because I feel like me and Jack are gonna get comfortable because there is a lot to talk about here. And we are snuggled in because we have probably the most of a general drama tv scene we've seen so far in true detective yeah 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 i wanted to gobble up all this information oh, it was we got so good morsels of information so much cool stuff could so have had another bite we got characters we got history we got some case stuff we just got quarries some quarries quarrels and uh croissant <laughs> yeah you i was gonna go something different there so i'm glad you what saved you, me <laughs> <laughs> So we have uh, Marshall Lee coming back and wants to talk to Stephen Dorff. And Stephen Dorff sees him drive up, makes his very good uh, purple haze line. And then we... Now they're sat on the deck, aren't they? They're sat together like two old men. Yeah. And o- overall, we, we, we'll go, we'll go a kind of a... I don't really remember the order it went, but we'll go through like a, our own play-by-play. But what did you feel about this scene when it when the credits rolled as in what did i like get out of it yeah just like i like as in i got out that Stephen dorf has clearly had a lot not necessarily easier time but he has just been able to come to a certain level of peace with leaving this behind him in the past yeah i really because marasha ali makes a comment i can't remember if it was this scene or in the first scene of not having really anything to do with his career anywhere in his house mm-hmm. No pictures of anything. Yeah. Nothing. And he, Stephen Dorff, clearly, whether it's like a faux level of self peace or whatever it is, he's not interested in doing this up. He says he's not talking to the documentary crew. Yeah. Not interested. And just that whatever Marash Ali is going to sort of bring up with him case wise, it's going to be dangerous i came out with it genuinely feeling like this is going to kill Stephen dorf isn't yeah. it yeah that's what i felt yeah yeah and yeah. not not in a sense of like obviously in the sense of dramatic 
you know, yeah. irony or whatever you want to call it. But also I felt like just even from like where his soul is. Just tapping into that again. It's is just like going to be his downfall. His life force is over then. Yeah. That's all he's got left. One last ride. Basically. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 100%. But you do feel, I, I don't, I never felt sorry for him because you don't, you're not meant to feel pity, but like he explains, which is kind of sad the way it's brought up. Rashid is like, so where's, your, where's your pictures of your kids and your wife? He's like, don't have any kids. Yeah, that's the thing is, is he's he's got that level of bravado where like, you know, the sort of man's man of probably doesn't talk about his problems anyway. So yeah. whether or not we ever tap into how chuffed he is with his lot, I don't know. But he does just give off a vibe that he's not necessarily gutted with everything. No. Got a nice house. Yeah. Yeah. Got loads of dogs. Yeah. He He doesn't seem like particularly upset no other but, than he's lost his friend that yeah. seems to be to do with all of it the thing he's probably the saddest about because oh, he has the monologue of you want to watch a ball game you want to have a drink yeah you want to reminisce just not redoing this case he, he you kind of feel like well i i i felt that he didn't so much miss marash rally but he missed what kind of long-term friendship they should have had yeah well that's why i said he missed his friend as but, opposed to particularly Marasha Ali. But I yeah. I, he missed a romanticised idea of he, the friend. Yeah, he missed yeah. A, a, he missed friend as a concept. Because I don't think concept. any of us would fucking miss Marasha Ali. No, absolutely not. Stephen Dorff is always, even in the scenes now in the 90s, where he's very much more senior than Marasha Ali's character, he's very forgiving of him, probably to a downfall, and probably to yes. quite a big downfall, ultimately, when we get to the end of all this. And... He's got a soft spot for him because he's probably hoping something gives. Yeah. Probably very similar in his marriage in yeah. some regard. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing is I don't, yeah, as you said, I don't think it is necessarily the individual in front of him, but it is very much the idea of what, the, I think Stephen Dorff has the romanticized idea that it should have been those two doing that on the deck a while ago. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But not rehashing things, just sort of like having a couple of brewskis talking about back in the day yeah in a fun reminiscent way and uh the kind of information we do get about their relationship was that so they haven't spoken till since 1991 yeah so they didn't have they were very much partners before 1980 the case in 1980 mm -hmm. they seem pretty familiar with themselves in the first scene mm -hmm. of them two then we don't really know how long they were together between 1990 and uh, between 1990 and 1980, mm -hmm. and then straight after that, they they're gone again. So it feels like they've definitely both got a. They both really didn't get what they wanted out of from a kind of um, uh, emotional relationship side of being a detective. Then then you expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, you don't really get the sense that they, you know, they they rode throughout throughout town in a car just busting crimes you very much mm -hmm. felt like this shouldn't have been how it how it went yeah 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 yeah. well this case was very much just the downfall of everything to do with them being buds yeah ultimately and uh we do get some of the tidbits we get in this conversation something happens with the cousin and the quarry yeah something something probably marashali kills him for no reason something goes on quite mercilessly i'm assuming is the way that's going to go because Stephen Dorff is a bit more like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, do you not remember the quarry? Yeah. Oh, no. And there's a, there's a line, what isn't there? you did. 
there's there's a there's a line between the son and Stephen Dorff, and it's like no between Stephen Dorff and Rash Ali, sorry. Yeah. Where he goes, you don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's worried he's going to say something he shouldn't, because they clearly did something they shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's because it was just like what we did in the quarry with the cousin, blah blah blah. But it's also mainly directed at Rash Ali. Yeah, Stephen Dorff isn't worried about like necessarily being implemented in anything. Mm. He's more worried that Marash Ali's going to fuck himself over here. He, or just in general, just like, what, we, we don't need to talk about this. Like, nothing needs to be done. And they, and they very much... Um, Stephen Dorff really tries to just to talk to him. And it's, it's very hard to watch because Marash Ali just kind of ignores him. Yeah. He ignores his little pleas. Mm-hmm. And then he gets... Then it all gets very emotional and very, very, some, you know, single tears of manly tears are shed across a manly teared man's face. Yeah, he brings brings up the note by the mum. Yes. That's a tidbit that he brings up. Yep, yep, yep. Never said sorry, Marash Ali. Never said sorry to Stephen Dorff is another thing we deal with. Mm-hmm. What for? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Not this Could guy. Could be anything. But then that's that's why I think you're right earlier when you said that Marash Ali would, if he didn't have you know, this, like, illness, that he would be a nightmare. Oh, I, I, I do feel like the only way his character has had a redemption arc is almost because he's kind of forgotten who he was. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I don't... He, there's nothing that showed me he's learned anything in any time period, ever. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he just keeps walking into walls. Yeah, and... And will just force his way through them as opposed to find a way around it. That's, that's, well, that's that's really... that's. Good. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to make this point way earlier. Mm. Um, but, you know, you're spot on because, uh, you know, when he goes to Scoot McNary the very first time in the episode and shows mm-hmm. him the, the CCTV picture... Yeah, yeah. He literally barges through with this crumpled up piece of paper in his hand yeah. and shoves it in his face because he's... You know, he, yeah. he has no um, finesse about this thing. He he isn't that great at his job. Yeah. But also he's just like, but we got to get it done. And it's like, no, you need to get it done because you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like when someone does something and tries to keep it a secret until they mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell from a mile away that they're being weird. Yeah. That's him throughout a lot of this episode. Well, how many scenes with Marash Ali over this series so far have you just sort of been like, no, no, oh, oh, no, he did it. Yeah. He did exactly what you were hoping he was going to stop himself doing. And he never does. No. He does everything the exact same every time. Bull in a china shop, just worried about his own feelings in every situation. Yeah. And yeah. And And you almost feel like even in this one, like, I almost wonder if Stephen Dorff Stephen Dorff's inclusion in getting the gang back together is just for a pair of, um, for just a lucid mind. Yeah. Who actually knows what's going on rather yeah, than yeah. I want my friend back. I don't really. Couldn't agree with you more. I feel like he's tapping into, in a weird way, and maybe I'm being harsh on him in 2015, but I can't help but feel he's tapping into knowing that Stephen Dorff will line up to a rally cry of let's get the boys back together yeah. more than the case yes. like more than the case itself yes, he's yes, like yes. let's me and you do this and I don't really get the vibe Marash Ali particularly cares about that bit too much no not at all because Stephen Dorff's a mean to an ends in this yeah. case well and he's like obviously he's made no effort to see him for 24 years no. he clearly because he should have apologised for something and again if you told me episode one that 
you know, this is the way we were going to get the dynamic of those two, I would have assumed it was completely the other way around. Yep. I thought Stephen Dorff was going to be the, oh God, he is just a nightmare, isn't he? And instead it's Marashvili who has zero panache or real technical ability in his craft. No. And I don't believe he particularly cares about anyone. I don't even really get the impression, like any relationship I've seen him have in this show really feels like something that actually means anything to him. No, apart from his son yeah. when they're older. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even then it's more of a dependency rather than a, yeah. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get offered not much enough. else. No, so. no, yeah. It's hard to give us much else. But I mean, that's a, that's a decision that's being made. Mm. And so very much like the end of episode three, we have two gentlemen reunited mm-hmm. a little bit older a little bit tubbier gangs back together for slower what must older, be older fatter one last ride one last ride for that's, three episodes that's my favorite daft punk b-side <laughs> oh that one got i enjoyed that one that was very good <laughs> now every time i say what i'm looking forward to it's mm. almost the exact opposite of what i get yep so i'm gonna say I look forward to them two having a very long conversation in the park yeah. talking about what they've been up to. Yeah, in yeah, years. let's just hash it out. Just have a nice long talk, half an hour. Yeah. Nothing but yeah, two yeah. old men talking. Yeah. Although I don't Maybe be rude. it starts with the documentary and it's like 10 minutes of like Stephen Dorff and Rashley sat there together going, no, you tell them. No, you tell them. So, okay, so we were on the case, weren't <laughs> we? He was arguing again because he always he didn't have much tact, and they have one of those sort of moments. Yeah, hitting each other on the knee, you know that'd be nice. Give me that, and don't give me Missed anything. Connections, fun. detective edition. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think I've been a bit light on theories the last few episodes, just because I feel that I can't. Ma- I don't have any. No, I don't have any other than Marash Ali is going to piss me off. And Steve, poor, innocent, lovely Dorf is going to get caught in his fucking problems. I hope that we see... So we've got episodes six, seven, and eight left. Yep. I don't think we'll know anything about what Marashali did to him until episode seven, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just... I guess, obviously, everyone else knows by this point, probably. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah. We've got a few weeks left. Don't I think... Worry. You know what I was thinking, though? Whether you want to edit this bit out or not, I don't know. I do think we should do the finale together and record straight after. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, you're in for a bit of uh, inside baseball here. Yeah, yeah. You've seen how the, the machine works. You've seen how the sausage is yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And baby, you're hungry. <laughs> See you next week. And one last thing. Just for all our just for all our people who are listening, and thank you very much. There's dozens of you, I'm sure. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom, Will, uh, Mum. I think, yeah, Mum. Z. My mother's. <laughs> yeah, so anyone who is downloading it, um, save on to them because they are limited edition. We are doing it on a one in, one out basis from now on. So make sure, if you've already missed episode one, that's a shame. And by the time you hear this, you'll have missed episode two. So download it now so you don't miss out recognize
Honest Cops is Josh Tomlinson and Jack Gorman. Production, music, and all the dry bits by Josh, and all the funny good bits by Jack. Hogged up, I'm going to go. <sighs> <laughs> um.